Interesting that the most senior member of the North Carolina Court of Appeals has lost her leadership position, Judge Donna Stroud, a Republican. How did this happen? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Donna Stroud is a, a really strong conservative me- member of the judicial branch. In fact, in 2022, she was the number one vote getter for all statewide elections. She was the only candidate to break the two million vote mark. Um, so, you know, Donna Stroud has served, I think, with great honor and distinction on on the courts and you know, the way the story reads, and I think we're all kind of in a little bit of a wait and see because the story just broke today, is was this some type of personal retribution? Because um, Phil Berger Jr., who sits on the Supreme Court, um, had someone primary Donna Stroud, and and Donna won that primary resoundingly. But um, there seems to still be a little bit of friction there, and he had someone he wanted to be um awarded a clerk job and she voted with the Democrats to give it to the more qualified candidate in her opinion. And so it's a story that we're kind of watching to see what, what comes of it. But, you know, it's, of course, for me as a conservative, it's always disturbing to see one Republican kind of taking out another Republican and what um, Justice Paul Newby did. Yeah. And Paul Newby has not commented on this. Correct. And do you think it could have been some retribution? I, you know, the way it reads, the story sure looks like it could be that. It's just concerning to me when one one court takes action against another court. And this is one of those stories where it kind of goes back to what I was talking about on my show today with Corey Valancourt. You've got people leaving both parties. Registered Republicans are becoming unaffiliated. Registered Democrats are becoming unaffiliated. And sometimes both parties really have to look at themselves and say, who do we have to blame for this? And things like this are reasons that people sometimes just throw their hands up and say, my goodness gracious, they're eating their own. And, you know, let's hope that's not what the case is, but it sure reads like it probably is. So it came out during the holiday period uh, that Donald Trump will not be on the ballot, at least for now, in Colorado and in Maine. We're going to talk a little bit later on about this with Michael Bitzer. But uh, this supposedly stemmed from January 6th. And was this a big surprise to you? Well, somewhat, it was a surprise to me. I'll I'll say one of the things that I think is really interesting about this is it is this going to be the mechanism of action that the liberal left uses to try to defeat Donald Trump? Right? They tried it with ninety-one indictments that didn't work. They tried it with impeachment that didn't work. They're trying all kinds of things. Is this their way of trying to keep him off the ballot now? The the Colorado story is quite interesting because it really looks at the weaponization of the courts where their Supreme Court made this decision, their Supreme Court is not elected like it is in the state of North Carolina. All of those justices were appointed by Democrats, but it was a four to three ruling. So you had three Democrats on the Colorado Supreme Court that said, this is outside of the bounds. And and the, um, the dissenting opinion was really strong and used words like chaos and undermining. And so... This was not a pure partisan vote. So I think that one is really quite interesting. The Colorado GOP is probably going to move to a caucus, so it won't really make a big impact on on what happens in their primary. However, the judges made this decision in Colorado, and tomorrow is the deadline for the Secretary of State to print ballots in Colorado. So unless the U.S. Supreme Court makes a ruling sometime before end of day tomorrow— Donald Trump's not going to be on the ballot in Colorado. And that doesn't really hurt Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. What it does hurt are all the Republicans down ballot. It hurts the congressional races. It hurts mayoral races. It it hurts city council and county commissioner races in communities in Colorado where Republicans need Republicans to turn out to vote. Mm -hmm. 
It's interesting, Frank Luntz, who is a prominent pollster, pointed out that Biden goes into 2024 uh, trailing Donald Trump in Hispanic voters by five points, according to USA Today. In 2020, he won that demographic, Joe Biden won that demographic by 33 points. Well, and this is what's scaring Democrats is the ba- the segments of their base that they've always counted on, the Hispanic community, the African-American community, they have always thought they had this lockdown. You started to see a shift when Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump in the 2016 election. But to look at that swing for Joe Biden... Mm-hmm. There's two reasons, and I'd be interested to know what Frank Luntz says. We don't always agree, but I would say, if, if I were to say, what are the two reasons that's happening? One is the failure of the economy and the impact on that community in particular, and then the illegal immigration crisis. The Hispanic community is responding to that in a way to say, absolutely not. This is We should have legal immigration, what you have done to open up our border, and let basically the population of the state of Pennsylvania walk into this country illegally is is un-American and we are going to vote for someone who stands against an open border policy. And I don't know that Joe Biden can dig himself out of that hole. And on top of that, black voters, uh, he claims the support of 63 percent in 2020. It was 87 percent, which there, is there's no way for Democrats to make that to make that up. But but mm-hmm. my caution to Republicans is this, is that we've seen polls in the past that show all kinds of things. And Republicans have to work hard in those communities to earn the vote. And Republicans have to work hard in those communities to continue to earn the vote and to be able to take care of communities that would traditionally vote Democrat if they're going to flip to Republican, which we hope that they do. It's the responsibility of the Republican Party to be able to serve those communities with with the distinction and honor that they should be served anyway. Michelle Woodhouse, kind enough to join us, longtime political analyst, former congressional candidate. I know you got to be somewhere, so thank you so much for giving us more of your time here, as we you so often do on Wednesdays. Thanks so much, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well.